0: Welcome to A Trip To The Movies, I'm Alex Zane and this episode is brought to you by Who Else But Odeon. I love an Odeon, especially an Odeon Luxe. Whether I'm on the red carpet at a movie premiere or popping down to my local cinema, the feeling's always the same. Pulling open the door to hear the huge spine-tingling Dolby Atmos sound bellowing from within. The irresistible glow of the gigantic 4K iSense screen drawing you towards it, four times sharper to capture every detail relaxing into those luxurious reclining seats and feeling that sense of anticipation as you excitedly sip on your favourite beverage before emerging at the end of the film trying to put into words what you've just experienced. It's nothing short of magic. You can book your Odeon Luxe experience at odeon.co.uk or on the Odeon app. They say we make movies better and I couldn't agree more. Also, just before we head to our fantastic virtual cinema, how would you like a pair of tickets to head to a fantastic and very real Odeon cinema? Because the lovely people at Odeon have handed us a pair of tickets to give away every show. So... If you'd like the chance to head to your nearest Odeon and enjoy a movie, all you need to do is leave us a review. I'll explain more at the end of the show, but congratulations to this week's winner, Liverman, who left us the following review on Apple Podcasts titled Just Delightful. Great format and good guests so far, with some great chat as they take us on their perfect night at the cinema. I'm available for mine. Keep it going, please. Thank you, Liveman. Drop us an email to triptomovies at gmail.com and we'll send you your Odeon cinema tickets. Like I said, it's that simple. Leave us a review and if I read it out, we'll be sending you a pair of Odeon tickets. More details at the end of the show. Finally, for all the latest news and clips from the show, we're on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok at triptomoviespod and a quick hello to our lovely patrons who've already signed up. Thank you. I hope you're enjoying the full unedited version of both the podcast and the video interviews that go up on our patreon every week okay back to this episode if you're ready let's do this hello and welcome to a trip to the movies the podcast where each week a special guest takes us on an incredible journey as they curate their perfect night out at our fantastic virtual cinema this week we're joined by a comedian and tiktok superstar who rose to global fame for his online creation right on catholic priest Father Lee, a character who he decided to say farewell to with his Edinburgh show just this year. But while Father Lee is no more, my guest today very much is. Taking us on today's trip to the movies, it's the wonderful Lee Brophy. Hello, Lee. I will mention this very quickly. Um, you say it on your Twitter bio, and we are meeting for the first time, albeit virtually. The Matthew Lillard thing is for real. You do look like a young Matthew Lillard. <laughs> <laughs> did yeah, someone tell one's... you that or did you did you watch Matthew Lillard and go holy shit
1: someone someone pointed it out to me somebody pointed it out as I was uh the the glasses that I have I don't have them with me right now because I, I fully put them in a box um but those glasses that I would wear for the priest character people just said you look like Matthew Lillard when he wears glasses and then I saw that and uh, trust me I watched a Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo 2 when they came out, like those were my childhood movies and I've been constantly staring at him from 13 Ghosts onwards, like Matthew Lillard has been in my life. And it was one of those things where I'm like, <laughs> am I his doppelganger? And I didn't
0: realize it. It helps that he's a really nice guy. So I don't mind that either. Honestly, I'm, I'm exactly the same as you. I would watch a movie because Matthew Lillard was in it. You know, Scream, yes. Dead Man's Curve, all those movies. I was like, if Lillard's in it, it's gold. Uh, that that was <laughs> yes. that was that was how I based. He was like a five star rating for mid nineties movies.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that seems to be. I'm, I'm trying to think like who is that new person now? I feel like maybe Zendaya has that kind of star. Gold as well, like whenever she's in a movie, like Dune for sure. I was like, oh yeah, we pulled out the big guns here. So yeah, Matthew. That Lord would be amazing
0: if we saw if we saw Zendaya do an interview and she was like, well, I see myself as the new Lillard. Uh, really, that's, uh, that's that's my thing. That's the that's what that's, that's what I'm doing out there. <laughs> now you've retired, Father Lee. Uh, what is mm-hmm. what is next? Because obviously he has been such a huge part of your life and has amassed these millions of tiktok views and likes what what's next is there another character in mind or post edinburgh festival and your debut show are you taking a little bit of a hiatus and just gathering yourself so that god welcome to the inside of my
1: brain you're the voice that's inside my head what's next (laughs) lee what's on the books where are you going how are you going to stay relevant um it is it's scary it's daunting right but i definitely want to tap into a couple of things that i noticed during the festival. I quite enjoy now just a lot of uh, like emceeing, hosting I I I had a good fun with that that's that's going to be kind of my offline world uh doing more stand up for sure like I I've, I've gigs booked in for the next couple of months anyway um then as far as online goes I'm definitely going to be doing uh <laughs> cultural videos like tapping into just my background being Irish um, I can't really hide the accent, so I have to just lean into that, <laughs> uh, making fun of the like point of view of Irish people because we love jokes anyway. Um, I do have a couple other characters that are nondescript as far as they don't have names yet, but they'll probably come about. Um, I, I, I do a lot of my creating on my feet, so, um. Is there anyone specific? Do I have a specific name? No. But am I excited to discover Mm. who's going to pop out of my brain? Absolutely. Um, Yeah. And I I do want to tap into a little bit of my own personality online as well. There's what's cool about TikTok now is people support you for the person you are and how authentic you can be and just sharing your own experiences. So I want to do kind of a vein of that as well and say, catch up that, you know, the past year and a half, you've been watching somebody else as this character. And I kind of want to open up my life a little bit and let people into that. And in the same token, learn something more about myself. So I'm, I'm just excited for the journey. Um,
0: yeah. And are there still some people out there, do you think, who are going to get quite a shock when it's not Father Lee and it's actually Lee Brophy? So this
1: is the thing about online content is, although you post a video you have no guarantee that it's going to reach all of the people that it necessarily needs to reach. So I have a feeling that I'm going to be coming out as not a priest. <laughs> I've come out <laughs> many times. Um, but I'm going to be coming out as not a priest for probably a couple of months, and it's going to take a while for people to catch up. And my initial fear was that I was going to lose a percentage of followers, and I was prepared for that. Mm. Um, there's <laughs> funnily enough... It's hard to be an influencer priest. I don't know if you've had experience with this. <laughs> uh, I don't necessarily get invited to like mai tais on the beach. <laughs> I get invited to funerals. I get invited to weddings. Wow. I did a, a baptism over Zoom. Like it's <laughs> it's a very different experience. Um, so I, I I haven't been able to activate or engage with fully all of the people that follow me, and now. With this new, I suppose, this rebirth of myself, oh, that seems so heady, but this new chapter, (laughs) I get to activate and actually engage with people and um, fully utilize the platform that I have. And I'm so excited to do that and to actually be a little bit more than what I have been.
0: Sounds like exciting times ahead, Lee, and uh, Mm -hmm. in the very near future as well, because you are about to take us on a trip to the movies Lee, this is your perfect night out at the cinema. You are our guide. We are your audience. Let's go on a trip to the movies. So we push open the doors of our temple of film. We find ourselves in the foyer. There's an excited hubbub as there always is in a foyer. It's your dream cinema trip. Who are you picking, living or dead, to go with you?
1: Okay, so I'm not going to pick any of my family members or anyone that I'm related to or past relationships or current relationships because this is, you know, this is the high-stakes game. So I'm bringing Betty White. I know wow. she's, a, she's just that sense of humour. Her laugh is infectious. Uh, she, she just enjoys cinema. She enjoys that, like... The whole vibe of it. She's been in movies. She would, you know, that those witty comments to the side have been like, oh, I slept with it, or like, you know, that kind of fun. She has that sense of humor that would just, if there's ever like a lull in a movie, she will get you right through it. Um, and because she's dead, RIP, she wouldn't eat any of the snacks. So I get to <laughs> f- fully indulge.
0: So I when also, did you discover Betty White?
1: Oh my God. Okay. So Golden Girls, I I lived in the States for about 15 years, right? And so Golden Girls was on TV reruns. um, And then I watched her in Hot in Cleveland. She did that whole stint with Ryan Reynolds. uh, She was in, um, oh, what's it called? With um, Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds.
0: Oh, The Proposal. That one,
1: yes. Yeah. She she just had this like resurgent and she had so much energy and she reminded me so much of my own gran. And I was like, I would have the best time with you. And I just became a fan of hers when she hosted SNL. I was like, yes, (laughs) just incredible woman.
0: Brilliant. So it's yourself and Betty White standing Mm -hmm. in the foyer. There's a clock on the wall. It's reading a specific time. What time of day do you go to the cinema?
1: Uh, I go as close to midnight as possible, so half past 10, 11 o'clock at night. That way, you avoid all the riffraff. Specific, uh, mm-hmm. Riffraff is in like children. Um, I can't. I can't be in. <laughs> Sorry for anybody who likes children, but children don't belong in the cinema. Unless it's you know they, they, they're there for a certain amount of time. Don't bring your kids to a late night movie. That's my one rule.
0: As close to midnight as possible. Do you not get a different kind of crowd in there, though? I mean, is it is it not a sort of row, an adult rowdiness compared to the the, the, the a child a sticky child rowdiness? Sure, but I I feel
1: way more comfortable telling an adult to like check themselves. Like I paid for this movie, and I will happily I would happily get a kid kicked out as well. Actually, now that I'm thinking about <laughs> it, but I, <laughs> I have no problem if somebody's kicking up a fuss, being like, "Hey." I paid for this. I will get the manager Uh, because most of the time I go to a movie if there's something that I've been dying to see that's like special to me and you want that, you want that atmospheric experience. Yeah. So I can't, I can't have, and I already have misophonia. So like chewing noises get me. So if I'm like within the vicinity of somebody who's doing that, um, that's why I need that surround sound to kind of take over the misophonia.
0: So misophonia is that's a fear of is that a fear of chewing noises or chewing in general?
1: It's not it's not a fear. It's it's the um it's more of like an an a extreme annoyance of right um repetitive noises. So chewing does it for me. Uh, if somebody has like a click in their jaw, like a... I I don't even know if I can make the noise. If I do I know oh, the, I know the noise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or even like the the kicking of a seat. If somebody is like doing that repetitive noise, or somebody sniffing, sniffles. Oh oh, 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 oh! I'll kick off. I will. Yep.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, it sounds like children make a, a lot of uh, those noises. The kicking of this the is... seat, the, the loud chewing. Um, you know, parents who who have, who have got brought their child to a cinema and then filled it with sugar uh, are irresponsible.
1: <laughs> Thank you. See, recipe for disaster. And I'm not your
0: babysitter do you know (laughs) (laughs) well you have booked our tickets to the cinema so which seat in the auditorium have you chosen for us so i will always choose the middle of the middle the middle
1: aisle middle column and that's just so i have i've really bad peripheral vision so i need to see everything head on but then i also have the bladder of a racehorse so i i can sit And I'll do a movie marathon. I'll go 11, 14 hours, like the full Lord of the Rings trilogy director's cut. I could sit through that without going to the toilet. So I don't need to be on the aisle. And I get to sit perfectly in the middle and just immerse myself in the movie. And Betty White
0: will probably be to my left because of the snacks (laughs) that go to the right. I am so... Jealous. I, 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 I have genuine envy of a, of, of, of a, a, a powerful. Is it a powerful bladder that a bladder that can hold um its, its, its urine for a long time? Would that be described as powerful, or, or, or uh, I don't know. I don't know what the yes, adjective. Strong. Is. strong. Strong. That's yeah. better. Yeah. Str- powerful suggests the 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 velocity <laughs> the with flow. which you can expel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a strong. I, I, I do not, and so I, I, I would be sitting at the edge of the aisle that you're on, looking jealously on at you in the middle because I, I, I can't, I can't do that thing of going, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, oh. trying to get past people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, and I hate that
1: person too, where I'm like, you know, we're all here to fold up our legs. We know how it works. You don't have to excuse me on your way in. Yeah. Also, the idea of leaving halfway through a movie, or even twenty minutes towards the end, where the action is really good, mm-hmm. that just no, I couldn't. I think I've maybe you're trained preaching,
0: myself. preaching, preaching. No pun intended to the choir here, uh, because yeah, it's uh, it it breaks my heart when I I've, I have to rewatch a movie on at home video, and I'm like. Oh, now it makes sense because he's yes. actually her father. Right. Okay. Understood. <laughs> right. Oh, he can see dead people. Got it. <laughs> right. The air is full of all manner of scents and smells from the foodstuff counters. What snack or foodstuff do you tend to eat when you go to the cinema?
1: Okay. This, I'm neurotic about this. I, I feel like wow. I may be neurotic about everything, but... Um, <laughs> I like a I like a fresh like warm popcorn sometimes they don't it's not freshly popped but I like a fresh warm popcorn where they've like scooped it out I don't want it sitting in in the box Mm -hmm. and I need Maltesers in it because the the heat from the popcorn melts the Maltesers you shake them into it and you get like a kind of chocolate am I blowing your mind (laughs)
0: You, I, that, yes, yes. For for, for those who are just listening to the audio podcast, my face has just become a, a, a fixed vision of wow, learning something new.
1: Yeah, if you haven't tried it, you get the like the sweetness and the saltiness mixed together with that chocolate melted on the popcorn. You get a varied crunch from the actual malt in the teaser, and then you get that kind of it gets a little bit messy on the fingers. But you're you're the you're it's your popcorn. You know, so you go, you're yeah. going to be licking your fingers anyway. So I'll have that. And then I'll also have a bag of minstrels on the side with a bag of tangfastics, Tang tangfastics, just just in case, just as like, a, you, you know, you need that bit of like a candied, a candied crunch off of the minstrels. I will have a bag of peanut M&Ms in my bag as like a backup. Um,
0: (laughs) The the backup of the backup. You've got three different
1: backups right now. Okay. Yes, yes. And if I'm particularly hungry, I'll maybe get nachos with like a cheese and jalapenos on top. Um, But that'd be in a separate
0: box. But at that point, I'm like... I might as well just eat before I go to
1: the cinema. match, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: uh, so just to, just to be absolutely clear, and I understand why you've placed mm-hmm. Betty White to your left and left an entire seat empty for yes. snacks. A... You're having fresh warm popcorn with Maltesers melted in them, a bag of minstrels, some Tang fastics, and probably some nachos with cheese and jalapenos as well.
1: Yeah, and the peanut M&M's to, just in case.
0: Sorry, and the peanut M&M's as well. Uh, yeah. uh, Lee, you know how to live. That is yeah, yes. an incredible <laughs> order. Look, what if it's your last movie?
1: What if if you never get to go to the cinema again? What if there's, I don't know, a global pandemic? You never know. You really never know. (laughs) And I'll have a bottle of water just to feel healthy.
0: So if there's a global pandemic that happens while you're in the cinema and you're locked (laughs) down in the cinema, I imagine very quickly you'd find yourself as the leader of that tribe that evolves within those locked doors because you are the one with the currency of food.
1: Look, I've been locked in an elevator before. Uh, you establish the pea corner. That's, you know, you've, you figure out where the toilet's going to be. And I know that, <laughs> not from personal experience, but I have read that the human leg is the most tender uh, <laughs> meat of the human body. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> do I like zombie
1: movies? Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I'm absolutely terrified at the prospect of being stuck in an elevator with you. Uh, but it's good to know. It's good intel. It's good intel. I will um, do my best so, to survive. <laughs> so so let me ask you this. Uh, how how you, you establish a pea corner in an elevator. How long were yeah. you trapped in that elevator?
1: Yeah. So I was trapped for 45 minutes. So there was no... <laughs> There was no need <laughs> in that moment for a pea corner. But it was the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, all right, I have, I have thawing chicken in my bag because I was just after coming back from the shop. I've, <laughs> and I was like, this chicken is not going to be good if I'm in here for, for a couple hours. So we leave that to one corner. If I need to, the toilet's on the left-hand side. You don't want to pee beside the controls either, because then the whole elevator shuts off. Yeah, there's a lot of logistics. Okay,
0: (laughs) okay. So just uh, just to be clear, these are this is these are hypothetical. This is a hypothetical pee corner. No, no, no. I was I was trapped.
1: (laughs) There was nothing hypothetical about it. I like and, and and I had no idea how high the elevator had gone. It was six feet, but I had no idea at the time. And when they, when they, you know, rescued me, I, I was shook. It was an experience. So there was nothing
0: it. hypothetical. I okay. I bet Was it actually, I imagine I've never been trapped in an elevator, so I'm coming to this cold. Was it actually quite scary? And was there a pronounced sense of relief when, I guess, the fireman hauled open the doors?
1: No, it was the maintenance man at the building. It was less impressive oh. again. Yeah. And I had buzzed through and I was like, hi, I'm stuck in the elevator. I was just, I was having a, a crap day to begin with and i was like oh of course this now mm-hmm. um and yeah I, I swiftly moved from that apartment building because i was like this has just got to keep on happening to me and i can't
0: face stairs with full bags <laughs> of groceries so <laughs> wow um okay so that's that's uh that's good that's good it's good that you uh you've not been trapped in a, a, a lift since did the chicken spoil?
1: No, no, it was actually really good chicken. I, I, I made a lovely stuffed uh, chicken. It was like garlic and herb, goat's cheese stuffed chicken wrapped in bacon. It was really nice.
0: That does sound nice. <laughs> it's time to leave the foyer now, though. It's time okay. to leave the foyer and walk down the corridor towards the auditorium. Posters along the cinema wall show some of your most important movie memories. Our first poster shows your fondest movie memory. What is your mm. fondest movie memory? okay
1: okay so I used to live in Beijing and I I was doing I used to be a zookeeper and zoologist and I was doing this experiment when I was living in Beijing that's the quick backstory so I went to go see Interstellar for the very first time in the cinema and I had been dying to watch it because I love all things space and uh, astronomy I almost said astrology um And we go to the cinema, myself, my partner and uh, his flatmate at the time and their family. And we were um, inebriated. I'll put it that way. And we we go through the whole movie. And I don't know if you've ever watched a movie in a foreign country. It's you're already kind of on edge because you're like, I'm not sure how they do things here. (laughs) Plus, we weren't. In our minds, necessarily. Um, is it okay if I'm coy? Great. Yeah, so course, we're, wa- we're watching the movie and Interstellar is already a mind-blowing experience. You're like learning about black holes. You're learning about the singularity. Tesseracts appear. Um, Mr. Cooper is floating through space and time in, in a 5D experience. And it, we find out that love is the answer to all of it in the end. So my mind is
0: like...
1: <sighs> and... The the movie ends and the lights come on like that. It's just, it goes from pitch black darkness to the brightest lights you've ever seen in your life. And this Chinese custodian security guard just barges in. And, and and essentially in Chinese is like the movie is over, get the fuck
0: out of the theater, everybody, get out of that theater.
1: <laughs> but that was like that's just a regular goodbye for them. That was just how they say it to leave the movie theater. And I, I I am already going through this existential crisis from watching this movie that has completely rearranged my insights. And and now uh, like this, what seems like an emergency is happening. So we're all just like <gasps> and completely discombobulated from our. um um, inebriation previously we were high um and just completely uh, scared the living crap out of me after watching possibly was my favorite movie in the entire world and it just yeah so that has stuck with me and i think i remember that experience more than i remember details from the movie like terrifying terrifying experience
0: Of all the movies where you need to take that deep breath afterwards and just let the material settle. And in that moment, get out of my cinema!
1: (laughs) You're like, did we? I know we did something wrong, but how did you find us in the back row of the... Yeah, that was the first time I sat in the back row of the cinema as well. I was like, I knew this was unlucky. I knew I should have sat in the middle. (sighs) So that's my favourite. Oh, wow.
0: Okay. So if that's your favourite, our second Mm -hmm. poster depicts... Your worst movie memory. Okay.
1: So this wasn't in a cinema. This was at home. Uh, VHS. I was probably five or six. And my brothers, my two older brothers, were horror movie fanatics. And they were watching the original Exorcist. And I was like, well, I like movies. My favorite movie at the time was probably Jurassic Park. So I wasn't... (laughs) I, horror adjacent, but not full yep. horror. Yeah. So how and old were you?
0: How old were you again?
1: Five, six. Five. Old enough to remember, not old enough to know better. And <laughs> the scars in my brain. So it got to the point where and I'm I'm in my pajamas, ready to go to bed, <laughs> hanging out on the couch with my two older brothers who are like in their teens. And it's the part where she's where she's tied to the bed, right? She's restrained. And her stomach starts to like rupture and there's this like gurgling and the bubbles and it's like spelling out words and she's like ah, 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 ah. And my little brain, my little five-year-old brain is processing this going Oh yeah, yeah. So that's that's what it feels like to be truly horrified. And I mean <laughs> it just Bloody murder, screams of terror the scariest thing that I'd ever seen in my life. I don't know if you've ever scream cried yourself to sleep <laughs> but, but that's essentially the experience where you're like you've been screaming so much that you just get tired, <laughs> like,
0: you exhaust I'm, yourself to sleep, yeah, yeah, you yeah, scream yeah, yeah. out awakeness,
1: yeah. yeah, and that was oh my- that was the worst movie experience where um, it like made me into a horror movie fan, but at the same time, like a bit of my soul left my body that night. Um, <laughs> and I don't think I've necessarily forgiven my brothers for that. But
0: So did, had they, had they seen it before? Did they know what they were letting you in for? Or did they, did they know you should not be in that room? They knew that I shouldn't have been there. Cause I, I think that was like
1: rated R or 18 or whatever yeah, it yeah, was yeah. at the time. Um, and, Obviously, I shouldn't have been in the room, but I, I think maybe my mum was elsewhere, or I haven't a clue. I haven't a clue. But they, <laughs> they, they tormented me when I was a kid. So this was just par for the course for them. It's like, they're like we've tried, we've tried physically bullying you. Let's try psychologically <laughs> bullying.
0: <laughs> so, who got into trouble? You or them for for you seeing The Exorcist? I, I felt like we like. Yeah, every, it was just like, well,
1: we've made a mistake. There's been a clerical <laughs> error here, and we need to <laughs> fix this uh, somehow. So, you know, therapy.
0: It, it, it's just admin, really. Uh, yeah. Child in room shouldn't have been in room. Okay, so NA, not applicable. Great. No.
1: <laughs> yeah, we will um, let him. Yeah, I had to just watch some cartoons after that. I don't and know if you've ever done it that. Since? Uh, yes, I have watched it since, and I'm now a horror movie fanatic. Like that, just okay. that just put me on course. <laughs> it's like,
0: yeah. but to answer to answer your question, yes, I have done that thing where you watch something terrifying, and then you have to put on Toy Story just to sort of <laughs> ju- 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 as a kind of a, a, a tranquilizer to the horrors.
1: Yeah. Palate cleanse, just mm. let's soothe the soul
0: really quick. Bright colors, joy, happiness, sleep. Yeah, I get you. Uh, Okay, so Mm -hmm. a third and penultimate movie poster. What was the last performance you watched that brought you to tears?
1: So I'll be honest and say that I cry at pretty much every movie. And this is not... Like, I used to be very ashamed of it. I used to be like, hide the tears. Like, one would come down and be like, no, just have a sweaty cheek. Um, (laughs) But... The last movie that I watched was Black Widow on Disney Positive or Disney Plus, whatever it's called. Um, Yes. And I don't necessarily think that that was a sad movie, but I I cried at it. I, I cry at literally everything. One of my favorite things to do is watch movies on the plane and just cry in public.
0: Yeah, there's a theory about that on planes. The reason we all get more emotional on planes is because it's a combination of uh, less, I think it's less oxygen than there is on the ground. It's a a combination of less oxygen, but also um, our body's innate knowledge that even if you're a comfortable flyer, there is a part of your body that knows that you are in a metal cylinder (laughs) 35,000 feet in the air. So it manifests that panic through being hyper-emotional usually at film. It's weird.
1: That's okay. Well, that, that doesn't explain why I cried at Black Widow in my bed.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. And I've Black. seen Black Widow and I'm, I'm intrigued to know which bit of Black Widow like brought you to tears. Just the whole thing? It was, I think it was that family
1: discussion that they had around the table where she was like, it meant something to me. And I was like, oh God,
0: <laughs> I've been there. Just... <laughs> Do you oh. cry in real life as much as you cry in film? Like as in as in because I, I I cry a lot uh, when I'm watching movies and that seems to be my outlet and and I've been pulled mm. um, emotionless in real life because things that normal people would cry at I'm sort of like no it's fine I'll save it and then yeah. I'll watch the montage from Up this evening and get it out that way
1: the, I, I'm that I'm that exact way or like if something does does get me in real life. I'll be upset that it's not as good of a cry as it is when I'm watching a movie cry, because you need to get that full like full body heave. Like you get like a Shakira body roll going into the cry where you're like, <gasps> you're like I should feel bad about myself. But yeah, otherwise, I'm quite emotionless where I'm just very logical and tactile about my day to day business. Where
0: I'm like not. And when you're when you're with uh, someone in a cinema, you've gone together. Perhaps in this instance, it's Betty White. Do you feel embarrassed when you're next to someone and you're crying in a movie theater?
1: I used to. I I one hundred percent used to um, up until fairly recently. I would say about five years ago, and then I was then something clicked where I was like, "No, I'm allowed to cry." <laughs> I, this is. <laughs> This affected me, and if it didn't affect you, then there's something wrong with you. Or maybe you just get your cries out at night alone or in the shower before you go to work, <laughs> wherever it might be,
0: but um, not your, anymore. Your, your guest, Betty White, strikes me as someone who would have tissues in her bag as well. So I think, oh, I yeah. think she's she definitely th- going to go, would you like one, darling?
1: <laughs> She'd do, she do that like elderly woman thing where she's like, I've got one here, and just like pull it out for a sleeve.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, something that only magicians and old women do is have tissues up a sleeve. No one else ever goes, that's a thing. And they'll offer you one. I'm like, you've been using that periodically throughout the day. I don't want
1: your snotty tissue, but I appreciate the gesture.
0: Yeah, when they hand it to you and it snaps, it sort of crumbles to dust. It's it's a a solid block of tissue. Like, was that from the 1950s? (laughs) <laughs> what then is mm. our fourth poster show it shows your unpopular movie opinion what is that
1: okay so this is a I have a I have maybe a couple one I don't I don't I don't take other people's opinions so mm. I, like Rotten Tomatoes anything like that I have to see a movie for myself because I judge movies differently so that's I don't listen to other opinions but as far as that's kind of a precursor to what I'm about to say, which is, I didn't like *Hereditary*.
0: Oh, I mean, okay. Yeah,
1: I didn't. It just it was funnier than it was scary.
0: Now, can I, I've forgotten the name of the uh, the thing that you have already, which is my my bad, terrible interviewer, uh, where you don't like repetitive sounds. But is it misophonia. because that little misophonia? Thank you, mm-hmm. misophonia. Mm-hmm. So the little girl in that, if I remember correctly, constantly makes a.
1: Yeah, there's there's that, right? I, I it wasn't that wasn't what got to me. It was okay. so it um, it like when uh, there's no spoilers. Actually, it's it's been out for a while. So when yeah we can do spoilers. Yeah, go when she smacks her head uh, when they're in the car and she smacks her head and her head comes off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you think it's, it's so funny, fair. don't
0: you? I am remembering that bit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's uh that is a big swing for unpopular movie opinion. <laughs>
1: oh, I uh, I just saw so that I, movie as a comedy and everybody everybody showing up, I, I like I got the cult vibe of it. Um I think Ari Aster directed, I believe. Um I like I, I like beaut- It was beautiful, right? The, the cinematography, gorgeous. The storytelling, wonderful. <laughs> it just wasn't a horror. It just <laughs> it was a comedy to me. And there is there is like a fine line between horror and comedy, and it comes down to kind of the music that you use. Like if there was a Benny Hill type music playing throughout <laughs> that movie. Is it now a comedy? Yes. Uh, was it a comedy to begin with? I think so. I, I just wasn't scared by it. Um, I appreciate the grotesqueness. It just, uh, and maybe this is more of the fact that I'm messed up in my head. Like
0: it's, uh, Maybe. That self-awareness, that self-awareness, it's your get out of jail free card because otherwise this conversation has been about a child's head coming off and that being absolutely <laughs> fucking hilarious and how it should be set to the Benny Hill music. So, so that as long as you go, maybe I'm just messed up. that is enough to get you out of that corner that you put yourself in. Child's head comes off. Is it a joke? Am I meant to be scared or is that funny? The film's not really telling me.
1: Oh, look, watch it back. Watch it back and play Benny Hill in the background. And you'll you'll... (laughs) see. But yeah, that's, um, I did still enjoy it, but for the wrong reasons, so.
0: Yeah, um, I I sort of I I'm, I'm kind of not about the child. I'm going to wash my hands of that statement. But as a movie, I didn't I didn't love it. I I think it was one of those I came to just a bit too late. Where I'd read more than one review that went scarier than The Shining, and I'm like, yeah, well, that's that's a big statement. And is it going to live mm-hmm. up? No, it's not going to live up to that.
1: No, no, it didn't. That's the thing. And I I feel like we're we've been trying and trying and trying to get the scariest movie possible, and we've been doing. Uh, We saw it recently, I suppose, with Bird Box and with, um, oh, the John Krasinski one where they have to not make noise. uh, Quiet Quiet
0: Place. Quiet Place.
1: We saw it with those two where we're like playing with different senses and trying to make that scary. Um, But I I, I think 1408 was probably the best scary movie I've seen in the past like 10 years.
0: The John Cusack one?
1: Yeah, that one. That one messed, I, messed with my
0: head. Have you watched it recently, though? This is so weird because I watched it. It was like last Halloween. So this is just a, about a year ago. I went through a big Stephen King period and I watched all his adaptations. And I watched yeah. 1408, remembering exactly what you just said, which was, this is going to terrify me. I remember watching this when I was a, a kid, and going, or yeah. a bit younger anyway, and going, this is the fucking scariest movie I've ever seen. And I rewatched it, and I was like, oh, it's not as scary as I thought it was going to be. But is that, so that's something that
1: I'm, one, I'm not going to rewatch it because you said that I'm going to let it live in my head as the scariest thing. Um, (laughs) But two, is that because you've, you'd already seen it though? And Uh, like part of the, part of the joy of horror movies is seeing it for the first time. And that's why spoilers don't work for horror movies because they completely destroy what you're going to watch.
0: That's so true. Um, I watched a film called Orphan from two thousand and nine, I think. Like, yeah. It's way old now, but I watched that the other day and thankfully I'd never known the twist. And I won't it's actually one of the movies I won't spoil on here because yeah. I, have you seen it? It's excellent. Yeah. That that twist is one of the most insane twists I've seen in years. Yep. I believe they're doing a second one of us. It. Yeah, it's out now. Orphan I th- kills, I think. Yeah. Just come out. Yeah, I think okay. a few weeks I mean, so- ago, yeah.
1: Guess what I'm watching With this the, weekend? the
0: same girl and everything, yeah. Yeah, it, I'd compare The Twisted Orphan to, Have you, did you watch Malignant?
1: Um, yes.
0: yes. Like that, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> just
0: another batshit crazy twist where you're like, fuck. Okay. I love when okay. other people share my horror movie addiction. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you'll have to come back and we'll do a Halloween special where we just do horror. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, please. Okay, yeah. so uh, we've arrived at the last set of doors. We push them open and enter the auditorium. The crowd goes wild. The guest of honour has arrived. But before the movie you've picked for us begins, one of the best things on a cinema trip are the trailers. So mm-hmm. we have a trailer. What is the movie you were most looking forward to?
1: So I... L- I- <laughs> My guilty pleasure is everything in the Marvel universe. I, oof, uh, I'll i eat it up. They can have all my money. But Avatar 2, I'm excited to see what they've done. I love when a movie takes a decade to be made. What, what's the new technology we're going to see in the movie? Where, like We've seen pretty much every story there is to be seen, but how, how is this one going to do something new? So I'm really looking forward to, to seeing that because they, they, upped the, they upped the ante last time. And
0: that was really fun. It was incredible, wasn't it? That was, uh, that was the birth of 3D cinema and Avatar. Mm-hmm. Like when you watched it in 3D, it was, it was truly what you felt the next level of going to the cinema was going to be.
1: Yeah, and we've seen maybe a decline in CGI since then. Uh, maybe. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, well, 3D.
0: Like it was like it was because they shot Avatar in 3D, and then people went. Avatar did well. We've got a 2D movie, and people are like, yeah, probably release that 2D. Then and they're like, well, no, because we can convert it to really, really bad 3D, and and people will go see it. And people very quickly went, yeah, 3D shit. So yeah, screw that.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's not this. Yeah, the god and the it was just it was just magic. Um, the first one. So I, I it was I loved, wasn't it. It brought us into kind of, it gave us a glimpse as well into what like virtual reality was going to do to the world. Um, And I feel like the metaverse has taken that on too and gotten us kind of used to, like I'm just imagining in probably five, 10 years, we are all going to be wearing those VR headsets with our phones like plastered to our eyes. And that was our first glimpse at that because all of the movies that came out in the seventies and eighties that were trying to predict the future <laughs> just failed miserably. Like we've not had our hoverboards. We've not had our flying cars. God forbid we get flying cars. I I've seen, <laughs> I've seen regular cars and drivers and I don't see, <laughs> need someone crashing into my bedroom window. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just such a, a fun, accurate depiction of what was to come, and they did it in such a beautiful and like, like you said, like reinvented that cinematic experience, and it was just it just felt good to be in in a theater. So
0: I'm I'm interested to see how Avatar: Way of the Water, I believe it's called, mm-hmm. does yeah. because you never ever underestimate James Cameron. That's something that's fact. So this is a no. guy who is just like he's he's genius level filmmaking, but it's sort of weird that like. It's the same trick again. So it's 3D again. Uh, you know, obviously, 3D underwater is the selling point. I really hope it's good. And I hope there's still an appetite for it. And I hope this time people don't abuse 3D and it does yes. become a thing.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like people are going to move into 4D now, right? Where they have, like, we're just going to have cinema custodians, like, breathing down our necks, being like,
0: <laughs> they're running. So you can like feel <laughs> the effects. Yeah. yeah, I think that's actually a thing. I, I I think there are cinemas where they do sort of like it's like the scene involves wind and like wind happens and it's like it's it's they're 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 on a in a car and your seat seat sort of shakes a bit. I'm like I don't know that when Kubrick was making 2001, he was like. What would be great is if we could get the feeling of a, a rocket. Uh, could, the, yeah. could, could, we, could, could the seat shake a bit? I'm not entirely convinced that that is filmmaking and not a sort of theme park ride, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I've only been once. So I'm prepared right.
1: to be converted. There's. Um, have you heard of Darkfield? Have you have you gone on any of their... Um... It's like an immersive experience that they offer. No. Okay, so they were at the Fringe, and I believe they do like a touring thing. It's it's like a freight, <laughs> a freight container that they filled with various different uh, setups. Uh, so the one that I went on was called Flight, and it's a simulated plane crash. And oh you my are, god! Yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was very interesting, but it had that kind of. Because it was so immersive, you were kind of listening to everything going around you, people walking around you, giving warnings. It had kind of a um, a Black Mirror esque experience to it. And then the plane is going down, and it's like the seat is shaking, and there's like just horrible noises in in your headphones, and you're sit- you're seated beside strangers as well. So you're like, oh, great, I'm not even beside someone I love <laughs> as this is going down. Fitting. <laughs>
0: There's no exactly- movie for me to cry at. Um <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> <Exactly>.
1: <laughs> those are those are very interesting experiences I would um recommend.
0: Was it was that. it scary?
1: Um it, I I don't find I I crashing in a plane for- that's scary. <laughs> Look, when I'm going on a plane, I've already told myself: as soon as I go through security, all bets are off. Anything could happen. <laughs> if I if I get to my destination, that's just a plus one bonus. We're worth... <laughs> Like, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I have no say in where the plane goes. But um, that scenario isn't necessarily scary to me, and I wanted to test it. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm just one of the cast members of Lost now, am I?" That's <laughs> essentially oh. my experience <laughs> of it but they have one that's called seance as well that brings you through a seance and then um there's another one called eulogy so they're kind of horror
0: horror-esque wow so have that sounds yeah, cool Darkfield. yeah all anyway. right then the trailer has finished uh we've enjoyed watching it avatar way of the water it's time now to announce to our excited audience in this packed auditorium, the movie we're watching tonight. Lee, what have you picked for us?
1: Interstellar. I am sorry. I love it.
0: (laughs) Okay. It was no wonder it's your fondest movie memory. Why? Why do you love Interstellar?
1: It is such a... I want to say, well thought out experience of a movie, um, and it's it's a thrill the whole way through. It's an, if you, if you can keep up with the science behind it, not that it's like pinpoint accuracy, but it's enough to give you that theatrical experience. You're also kind of learning something about it, and it there's the stakes are so high in the movie throughout. They're trying to save the planet and trying to repopulate other planets with humans and it kind of answers that question that we have that existential question that we're currently dealing with of like what happens when we've thoroughly messed up here um <laughs> and then the acting is superb in it it has one of my like most earth-shattering movie moments in it when he gets back from the water the ocean <sighs> planet and all that That's time has passed and and, and you're just like it's it like it ruptures it ruptures something in you where you're like Oh, now he's uh, he's younger than his kids, and everyone that he's known has like died. You have to catch up. You see the other guy come out, and he's does, old. It, yeah. That it was, yeah. So I, I could watch that movie over and over. And it was just, and I probably do need to rewatch it. I've watched it maybe six times, but I do need to rewatch it again because you just learn something new every time you see something new from it. So.
0: Incredible. Incredible. I cannot believe you. I was, as you were saying, Interstellar, I was like, oh, let me think back. And that you picked exactly the moment that I was going to mention this. It's about a 20 minute segment that starts mm-hmm. with when they're on the water world. And I, this isn't the line, but let's, let's do it. as the line anyway. <laughs> Those aren't mountains. and It just, <laughs> <laughs> does eclipse, isn't it? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> something, Yeah. Mass- yeah. The <laughs> massive wave is rolling towards them. They're like, oh, look, mountains. Oh my God, it's a fucking wave. And yeah. then like that action sequence where the ships find through the wave. And then you get that button on it where it, like, it, it's like, I can't even remember the length of time. But yeah, like you yeah. said, the guy's so old and he's like, you've been gone this amount of time. It's and amazing. Plus
1: that movie just harbors, I, I've the resentment that that movie has given me towards Matt Damon and like, uh, which is just, uh, I suppose he's a good actor, right? <laughs> like that's what you're supposed to do. I the <laughs> so loathsome
0: Yeah, yeah. What you need to do, just to use your uh, use your horror movie, Pixar movie way of uh, bringing yourself back, just do Interstellar <laughs> and then bang on the Martian, and you're like, no, he's all right. He's growing potatoes. No, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, good yeah. Matt Damon. It's good fine. Matt Damon. Remember yeah, the good he's times.
1: His, he's got his poop spots. He's good.
0: He's fine. <laughs> How do you like them potatoes? He doesn't say that. He should have. Uh, <laughs> could, you, could you imagine? A, yes. A goodwill hunting callback in the <laughs> <Did> Okay. He- <laughs> you've lined up a double bill for us, Lee. Mm. And the second film you've chosen to show is the movie that is most important to you. What is that film?
1: So the, that movie has to be the original Jurassic Park that first Jurassic Park was my my, I suppose, exposure to obsession, movie obsession. I was probably three or four years old and that I had it on VHS and I would put it in to the machine and watch it from morning until it finished an hour and a half later, uh, rewind it and rewatch it again. And again, like that was, it was, it's embedded in my mind. The raptors on the kitchen table, just those big old claws, like it's, it probably gave me my fascination with animals mm-hmm. and gave me that my trajectory for life. Like I have a degree in zoology now. Do I use it? No. <laughs> but-,
0: <laughs> but you were using it when you were a zookeeper in Beijing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, the, the few details missing there, but yes. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Wow, Jurassic Park. Do you remember that? Did you see it first at the cinema or on video? Then I don't think I would have been allowed into the cinema oh, no, to see it no,
1: as like a three, four-year-old. And I hope I'm remembering my age right because that's the memory that I have of it. Is just putting it in VHS. Um, time and time again every single day like there was something wrong with me um (laughs) but i just was completely obsessed with it um and is jeff goldblum my dad maybe maybe we've no we've no evidence to the contrary
0: i mean the man wears a lot of leather for a tropical island but you park that (laughs) and you're like yes he's so cool it's the chaos theory. She just opened that door. That's chaos. And you're like, oh, man, you're so fucking cool.
1: So cool. Just the coolest. Jeff Goldblum and Matthew Lillard. There we go. Just the two coolest
0: <laughs> guys. Hell of a double bill, Lee. Hell of a double bill you've picked for us. Okay. Fun back to back. So as a, as a little extra for our crowd, uh, just before we leave, uh, we're going to play out your favorite shot or sequence from a movie. What are we going to play on the big screen?
1: So we're going to go interstellar and we're going to go to where the space station breaks apart and he has to try and fix it. That the intensity of him uh trying to lock the space station into place and he has to do like a manual override for it.
0: Oh, yeah. When they dock. Is it when the shuttle? Are we talking about when the shuttle's docking? Yeah. I mean, the effects the are incredible because it's- you sort of. I mean, I I think everyone made this comparison. It's like, hey, 2001. But it does have that thing where it's sci-fi with beautiful Uh effects meets, as you mentioned, this intelligence. He's quite good. (laughs) He'll make a career of this. He might know what he's doing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. Now, as a very kind gesture, Lee, uh, you've had T-shirts printed for our audience as a thank you gift for coming tonight. The T-shirts have your favorite quote, or, piece of dialogue from a movie printed across the front. What is it?
1: Okay, so this one is. Um, this is just a heart wrenching thing. Have you seen the movie Other People with Molly Shannon? Do
0: you know what? I have not. You're going to have to give me a brief overview of what it is so this has its full effect. So,
1: so Molly Shannon is uh, her character in the show or in the movie. She has um, cancer and it's terminal and she's going to pass away. But it is one of the most emotionally funny and, and like courageous movies that I've seen that tackles the issue. And it, the, the quote in there that's kind of stuck with me is um, he's, he's wondering where he's, what he's going to do when his mom passes away. And she said, look for me in the trees. It, it's something that stuck with me because my, my granny was just like my best friend growing up. And I always struggled with how to remember her when she passed and it's one of those things where she loved flowers and she loved just nature and so whenever i'm looking for her or i'm trying to remember her i i look for her in the flowers or i look for her in the trees so that she's always with me type of thing so it's i don't i don't it's
0: a, <laughs> i know it's got it's hit me like it's 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 a it's if 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 a quote from a film that I haven't seen but I've now been described like can still affect me when you say it. Look for me in the trees. That's beautiful.
1: Yeah, and I mean it could very easily be something from like the hills of eyes,
0: or <laughs> <laughs> and there uh, the moment's gone. Um, <laughs> He giveth and he taketh away. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Look for them in the trees. Predator, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Predator.
1: Yeah. It could fit any movie, but it was just it was uh it's it's stuck with me ever since and it kind of encapsulated um a moment in time for me and an era for me that I struggled so much with and it really gave me an outlet for it where I was like, Oh, you're you're not actually ever alone when someone does pass. Um, which I think is is the power of movies, which mm-hmm. is what we're looking for when we go to see a movie. We want to be reminded of the amazing things that are out there that we've had in our life, those memories that other people, those universal experiences that other people have had. And I was like, ah, oh, cool. People are making incredible movies, and we should continue to support this art form and indulge in the things that we love. And I was like, yep, that's it. So free T-shirts for everyone in the cinema.
0: Brilliant. Well said. I love that. Could not agree more. Okay, the guests have their T-shirts. They're milling out of the auditorium. Smiles on their faces. We've got a piece of music to play on the speakers as they exit. What is your favorite piece of music from a film or movie? Score or soundtrack?
1: This is so hard to pick, uh, to choose from. It's between Hans Zimmer's Interstellar soundtrack and Ramin Jidwadi's soundtrack for Black Panther. That the just... I think I'm going to go with Ramin Jadwadi's Black Panther. Um, The, the movie score to that is uh, just phenomenal. It's it's so energetic. It's so um, emotional as well. And it fully immerses you in the world of Black Panther. And you can listen to it on your walk home. You can listen to it in the gym. You can listen to it when you're waiting in line at the post office. It. It instantly puts you in an amazing mood and is just so immersive. It's yeah, that's that's the walkout music.
0: Oh, you looking forward to Black Panther Wakanda Forever?
1: I can't wait. I can't wait. It's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so. Good. I'm so intrigued as to who they've replaced. Who uh, is Black Panther? Yeah. 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 Um, and that the cast is already incredible. And that that movie is probably one of I would say. Marvel's strongest as far as setting up a character and developing their universe.
0: Is that, would you say that's your favorite Marvel movie? I, I mean, you may not have one, yeah. but I certainly do.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would definitely say so. It was. It caught me by surprise, and it was also it culturally for for the United States. It was a huge movie that came out. Uh, I lived in the states when that came out, and it it took it took such a a, a difficult time in America. Not that there hasn't been a difficult time for um, America, but it, it took that very strenuous time um, and it, it made it into this celebration of black culture. And the, the, oh, I loved it. I loved it. I couldn't say any, any nicer things about it. It's so good. It gives you goosebumps as well.
0: What a way to end our night out with you as our guide, Lee. We have time for one more question. It's our mystery question as Ooh. we ask, what's in the box? I saw you with the box. What was in the box? Oh, what's in the box? So, your mystery question this week from our box, and I do actually have a have a box just because this is this is like immersive theatre. <laughs> okay. okay. The mystery terrifying. question is. <laughs> If you could be any movie character, which character would you be? Huh. I that can give a... you a moment to think, because I've sprung this yeah. on you. I'll I'll quietly hum the Jurassic Park music. <laughs> hmm.
1: I would be.
0: Oh God, this is st-
1: there's so many to choose from, obviously. Um Let's
0: go with the background. Is this more distracting than helpful? It might be the history. I'll stop. I'm, literally, you. <laughs> You've, I'm like, oh, obviously a T-Rex. I would, that would be a T-Rex from Jurassic Park. I think he wants me to pick a T-Rex. Why would yeah. he pick that? Why is he humming the music? Why would we do that?
1: Um, I, I feel like it would be a missed opportunity to not be a superhero, um, if you're going to be anything from a movie, because that's kind mm. of... Um, maybe... Do you know what?
0: I would probably be Harry Potter. Oh, wow. Okay. I know. that's a, yeah. He's a kind of superhero. Why? So so your, your parents have been killed by Voldemort. You've got a scar on your forehead. You're at a private education facility. What is it about Harry Potter that you love? There's a... a I just... <sighs> It's more of a a, a practical thing,
1: right? Mm. I mean, we could have just said practical magic. I could have used that movie, uh, but <laughs> not not having to like physically clean up anymore, and just like I, the being able to levitate things and just filling the dishwasher without actually touching anything. To just mm. that has always been. Um, I feel like a, a default of human beings is we're not actually um, as magical as we we potentially could be. Um, so having access to that, sure, I could you know be very powerful with it, but I would just use the practical things. Like you know when you ever whenever you're like running towards a train and you're like God, if I could only just teleport onto <laughs> that train, whereas I'm like, well, if I could teleport, why don't I just teleport to the destination? But I just I need. I need the practicality of magic. Um, You're in like, my life. I've
0: just got on a train. This train's dirty. I'll use magic to tidy up the train and it'll make a pleasant journey.
1: Make it pleasant for the muggles.
0: <laughs> yeah. Make everyone's yeah. life
1: a little bit better. I think, yeah, if I could be some form of a magical being, uh, that would be, I feel like that's what I'm missing in life.
0: Love it. It's a, it's a good call. Have you ever been sorted? You know, you can do it, like, I think there's various places you can go. The, the, yeah, the Warner Brothers Studio Tour, the making of Harry Potter, the Warner Brothers Tour in America, where the sorting hat sorts you into a, a I've house. I've never gone through that. Have you done that? I have. Which house would you be, first of all? Um, probably
1: Gryffindor. Probably. Wow. I, I feel like I'm okay. too much of, like, a good person. Like, I have too much empathy yeah. to be a Slytherin.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. You, you find a child's head being knocked off quite funny, which feels very Slytherin. But I, I, I wanted to be. <laughs> Sorry, that's my takeaway from the whole chat. Uh... I am wearing green as
1: well. Actually, maybe I just amn't self-aware enough.
0: <laughs> I always wanted to be Slytherin. Like it just sort of, I was like, yeah, Slytherin, evil, cool. And then yeah. I, I was I went to it was in, a, in LA at the Warner Brothers Studio tour. They, they were like, do you want to be sorted into a hat? And I was like, yeah, into a house. I was like, yes. Yeah. So they put the hat on you. And I'm saying under my breath, I'm like, just not Hufflepuff, not Hufflepuff. And the hat goes, hmm, Hufflepuff. And I'm like, fuck you, hat. Yeah. Fuck this tour. I'm going home. Hufflepuffs. You're like, I'm burning my books. <laughs> Screw this. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Lee Brophy, um, thank you for joining me and taking us all on this trip to the movies, your taxi Our virtual cinema awaits. Have you had fun? I've had the best time. This is the best time I've ever spent in a cinema. Thank you. Okay, so Mr. Lee Brophy, (laughs) we have sat with you joined by Betty White as close to midnight as possible in the middle of the middle because you have a strong slash powerful bladder. You've got fresh warm popcorn with melted Maltesers in, minstrels on the side, a backup to the minstrels are Fastics, a backup to the tangfastics of peanut M&Ms, a backup to the peanut M&Ms are nachos with cheese and jalapenos. We have watched the double bill of Interstellar and the original Jurassic Park movie, Lee Brophy, have you had a good night?
1: I've had an incredible... I'm actually quite full. I'm full from everything. I've had the best (laughs) night. This was so much fun.
0: (laughs) Thanks for being on the show, mate. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Thank you for having me. Cheers. Bye. And as Lee's cab carries him away from our virtual cinema, off into the distance, it's your chance to win a pair of tickets for a night out at a very real Odeon cinema. As I said at the start, the lovely people at Odeon have given us a pair of tickets to give away every week if you'd like a chance of getting these tickets all you have to do is leave us a review of the show. You can leave it on whichever podcast platform you use, be it Apple Podcasts or other, or you can post it on any of our social media where we are at TripToMoviesPod. The competition is only open to UK residents and the tickets exclude Odeon Leicester Square and Odeon Lux. And just before I say my final farewell... For this episode, don't forget you can find me full ad-free video interviews for the show and indeed every episode of the show at our Trip to the Movies Patreon, as well as loads of other extras, including early access to the podcast too. So, if that sounds like your bag, head to our Patreon. And that really is it. I'll be back next week with another Trip to the Movies. Bye-bye.